<laughs> yeah, I mean, can I just give you a little backstory? Yeah, go ahead. Of course. So, when I was growing up, when I would, when we would watch movies as a family, my favorite part of the movie-going experience is the ride home when my dad is driving and he's talking about the movie. Like, I love hearing his thoughts. Oh wow! And I don't know. For me, that was my favorite part. And, and nice. Because like after the movie, I'm like, oh, I, I liked it, but I want to hear dad's thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So talking yeah. about movies, watching movies, it's that's my that's... my joy. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, though. I think that's a very um, heartwarming story. Just to to hear how movies really play a role in in your your life your, your yeah. family right because it's different for um different people right like i think for me what was it for me because because i you know my family like my parents are teachers but i think in your case you know your family is very much involved in the movie industry so it's it's uh it's very you know it's beautiful just to hear that um with your memory of driving home and you know can't wait to hear his thoughts and now yeah. yeah and now it's you know you your thoughts that people are waiting to hear right oh man that's cool so yeah. that's that's it's our exciting. segue <laughs> no uh so, when you when you asked me to do this i was like heck yes put me on yeah. <laughs> i thought you were the perfect person to talk about this because i know that you love filmmaking you love movies We've talked before. You've been on the podcast before, but this is such an amazing opportunity to talk about the, something that we both love, right? Yes. Movies, films, filmmaking. So um, I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Charles. Can't wait to discuss with you. And and so with that, I just want to do a a quick intro and welcome, you know, to everyone who's listening. Welcome to an episode of Kiss My Ex special episode. Because the Oscars are here, and you've already heard his backstory. We've heard him before in this show. Our guest and, I guess, co-host today um, will be talking to Charles Gray, my friend, filmmaker from L.A. Charles, hey. welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, you just, um, you know, basically we started with a really good story of why or how movies are so important to to you, to us. Right, I think for me, um, it's really maybe more uh, an independent journey that I figured out my love for movies, but also at a young age. I think the commonality is that we started small, you know, when we were young. Like for me, I grew up in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and I remember at like age ten, I used to watch like Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. You know, like yeah, that's 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 like every Friday. So anyway, that also played a role in kind of my identity because I wasn't looking at Brenda Walsh, but I was looking at Luke Perry, but that's yeah. a different story. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. Today, Charles, we're going to talk about the Oscars. Yeah. So the nominees have been announced, uh, you know, a while, for a while now. So I guess when you find out what, I just want to hear your general thoughts. Like after you've, you know, heard the nominees, we can talk about movies for now, but we can talk about mm-hmm. other areas later on as well, right? Like 
the actors, actresses, and so on. What was yeah. your first thought um, when you saw the nominees? So I actually, because uh, as you may or may not know, I work at a media company. So uh, just with this whole last year and all the award shows that lead up to the Oscars, Oscars is kind of like the big Super Bowl version of all these award shows, right? It's kind of like the big Mm -hmm. one. Although last year kind of tainted it a little bit. But I will say, I think still everyone looks to the Oscars. If you got nominated or win an Oscar, that's like big. It's a big deal, right? Yeah. So I was I I I woke up at like six a.m. when they were announced when they did the announcements uh, in L.A. and it was like um, Riz Ahmed mm-hmm. and uh, oh my gosh I'm blanking on her name the girl from Allison, Get Out yes yes Al- was it what, Allison well I think it's Allison <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I yeah, believe it's Allison girls, and also girls. Megan recently right. Yeah, uh, the AI, oh my gosh. Allison Williams, Allison awesome. Williams. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, and there were a few I, I was like hoping for, didn't get. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Uh, that we all wanted to get nominated, but um, for a picture, for best picture, or for actress, for, for actress. actress, who? Yeah, Dolly Deleon. Oh, Dolly for for best yeah. supporting. Yes, <laughs> we're all rooting for Dolly. Yeah. Um. So I was yeah. kind of you know I was hoping for that, but I I. I I was excited. Um, the Oscars is a big deal for my family and myself. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, totally. No, I think Charles um, talk, was talking about his work in the media company. He actually interviewed, or he had a question. He was in a, an award show recently, right? Where you, I think you were at the oh, Golden Globes, and you, yeah. my friend, were like asking Steven Spielberg <laughs> a question. That- it will wow. go down in history as one of <laughs> my like top five memories ever. It's 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 so crazy. It's on my Instagram right now. It's, <laughs> it's actually getting a lot of views and likes on my yeah. reels. Like, and the thing is, so I was there for the Golden Globes covering for Character Media. Character Media, we promote Asian Americans in entertainment. So we got invited to the Golden Globes because they wanted to. They didn't do the Golden Globes the year prior, mm. and. So this year they really wanted to beef up their diversity yeah. uh, with the nominees, with the judging and the media. So we got I was like on our right was Telemundo, on our left was like Nippon TV. So it was very cool to be there. And I we were so we were there because a lot of the nominees were Asian, like uh Kiwe Kwan from mm-hmm. Everything Everywhere All at Once, Michelle Yeoh, Dolly Deleon was there. And so I was I was really happy for that. And a few others, like the, the director of Puss in Boots is a Filipino guy, actually. One of the directors. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, and then RRR was another. Yeah. Uh, oh so it was gosh. cool. And and so just quick, really quick. So <laughs> at the, we got to go and get invited to the press room after the awards. Mm-hmm. And we, we uh, so we interviewed uh, Kiwi Kwan and Michelle Yeoh. And then we were like, okay, the director's category, if the Daniels win, we get to interview them because we, there's a one Asian uh daniel kwan so but then they didn't win so we were like oh and me and my coworker were like i think we can go home now <laughs> and but steven spielberg won mm-hmm. <laughs> but i didn't think let's stay and wait for steven spielberg i don't know why it didn't cross my mind but she was like <laughs> do you want to ask a question to steven spielberg i'm like oh my god <laughs> i can right so like oh my gosh we, we turned we were like done for the day i don't usually ask the questions at my yeah. the camera person but she was like, go ask a question. Because I was sitting yeah. beside my, my shout out to Ku Fleshman, my <laughs> coworker. She's half Vietnamese. We were, 
Uh, we were there the whole day. So Steven Spielberg comes up. I was like so nervous. Oh my gosh, yeah. But all you have to do is raise your hand. And then <laughs> when you raise your hand, there's two people on the left and right who, who are holding the mics and they mm. will come to you. So I was kind of watching how this girl did it to the left. If you, because uh, my coworker would raise her hand, then she would see her put, put, give her the mic. And that means it's your turn. Because when the person on stage sees the person with the mic, they're going to ask that person's questions. So I, right when I saw Steven Spielberg, I raised my hand. <laughs> he came to me. I was so nervous. But the question just came out and I, yeah, beautiful answer. I, that, yeah. And beautiful question. And, you know, um, I think, I mean, kudos to you, Charles, for, you know, raising your hand and for speaking out, speaking up. I mean, that's, I think I, I can't be any more happy for you when I saw that. And, you know, I was like, if I was me, I was like, I would probably freeze, you know, like, <laughs> but you did it and it, it didn't really show that you're nervous, but you know, that was great. That was great. So awesome. Maybe we could see you at the Oscars, Charles, right? Well, uh, <laughs> it's already next week and you need to like sign up in advance. So I don't think we're going to get to go, but maybe, you know, we'll see. Yeah, Still, we'll see. Maybe we'll a see. That's going to happen, but you know, um, yeah. That will be a good thing, uh, which, of course, that's what we're talking about, Oscars. You already mentioned a few of the um, nominees, right? You talk, oh. We talked about Steven Spielberg. We talked yes. about Dolly from Triangle, of course. Um, how do you feel about the the quality of the nominated films this year um, I, compared hmm. to, I guess, previous years? Yeah, I know you've been watching the Oscars, I would imagine, for a long time and just being a fan of movies. In, in cinema yeah and, and you know as you know too mike like uh usually what they do is like the oscar nominated films or the ones that they want to be nominated are usually the ones that come out like in the fall right mm -hmm. so yeah. usually when that season comes around it's like oh all the studios put out their best work wh whether it's like they're really big dramas with the big stars so last year man what a year i think for movies wouldn't yeah. you agree i mean i, I think yeah definitely just, just different from so many different walks of life um i mean maybe you could say that every year but um i just thought last year had a, a, a special lineup of films um, i think so and yeah. I, I especially i think for um you know the diversity of the films right right like the representation and we've seen some of the movies already breaking new you know reaching new heights and breaking ground and you know everything everywhere all at once um at the sag golden globe of mm -hmm. course but um so that's that's i agree with that um i think because you know i don't even remember like the movies from last year i think i think it's because of the pandemic um but i remember i think not this year but the previous year feeling like maybe the pandemic had a, a little bit of an effect in terms of what's what's out you know right. what they were able to bring to the cinema and so on um so maybe it wasn't as much as we're seeing now that there's a, a bigger momentum and it's getting back into that you know. you know that it's so true i mean last year i just feel like was tainted by the whole slap um i mean that too we don't have to, we don't have to talk <laughs> about that but i did because i someone I, I i was watching this reels and someone said it was like a black guy saying 
Did you guys know that Danny Glover won an Oscar last year? And and he was like, everyone's been waiting for Danny Glover to finally win one. But no one remembers because the only thing people remember is yeah, the incident. Exactly. So I, I just think it sucks for everyone who won last year. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not a lot of people remember. Like, did you know Danny Glover won? No. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think I, I think I remember Jessica Chastain won. If I'm not Did mistaken, he? see, I don't because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's because of her movie that was filmed in North Carolina. That oh. um, I actually was an extra. I work as an extra for that oh, for that film, and, and oh, because man. of that personal sort of connection. But you're right, though, because yeah. the whole incident kind of overshadowed almost everything. Which yeah, and then I rem- I think be- the year before that, I remember watching it. This was like the first one in the pandemic. They had it at like the Union Station and it was kind of like everyone was separated. Do you remember that? Like the televised version was kind of weird. Oh, um, yeah. It was like people were wearing masks. Right, and the, right. the tables were separated. There was like, it was yeah, at LA Union Station. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that because it kind of, it had this kind of warehouse yeah. vibe to it, <laughs> you know. And yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. But so, Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I do remember that year because that was the year that uh, the the woman who in Minari, she mm-hmm. won the grandma. And that was like, yeah. that was really good for like, you know, an Asian woman to win Best Supporting Actress. Stephen Yun was nominated, but he didn't win. Yeah. Um, so I think what you were talking about, the diversity, I think they've been trying to do that uh, every year more and more. I think this year, though, it, I think I would say, I think it might be safe to say a pretty big explosion in the diversity front. Yeah. And I think it's not just in my in in my opinion, it's not just like the racial diversity, right? We definitely see like um you know um everything everywhere for AAPI representation, right? And then there's also movies like Women Talking, right? With uh Sarah Poli. And then there's also like different genres like there's a war film, you know, it's kind of like a pretty good mix. I feel like there's yeah. a blockbuster film with Top Gun um, and so on. So, so maybe let's, let's break it down. Right. Let's, cause there's a lot of them, 10, yeah. 10 movies. What were some of the ones that stood out to you? For we're talking about best picture for best picture. Yeah. So I will be honest. I didn't watch every film here, but um, I didn't watch Women Talking. Okay, um, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, I I love that. And actually, my partner told me that out of all the ten movies, that's his favorite. Oh uh, wow! Okay, it's, it's um, you know, it's a serious subject about uh, I guess women that were abused in a religious cult. Wow. And at at first, I mean, no, you know, the spoiler, um, there, you know, there's there's like a little bit of a twist in terms of like the, the, the the timing of it, the time frame oh. from the commercial. It it felt I thought it was like, but anyway, I will I will not <laughs> spoil that for you, but it it was about that, and it oh. was it was about um what the women would do in that situation, what the choices they they had were considering. Mm. Um, and also, um, it has a very play-like, you know, feel. So mm. there's a lot of dialogues. But oh, cool! It was a really good story. Um, so what else did you 
you know, I guess so, the ones that you saw, yeah. Yeah, so the only ones I did not see is uh, we've been talking Tar and All Quiet oh, on the tar. Western Front. Okay. Those are the only three I have not seen. Everything else I've seen. Yes. Um, okay. No, that's a so, pretty good number because it's a lot. It's hard to. Yeah. You know. <laughs> did you watch all of them or? I did. <laughs> oh my! Oh no! I've always no. no it's it's only fine because this is actually the first time I've done it. I've oh. always, you know, I've always wanted to. I don't know. I feel like. When it when it comes to the Oscars, I always want to make sure I watch it, but I never had the time to do it before, and it it was it wasn't easy to watch before either, mm. right? Because um, some of them are not available, you know, on streaming. Uh. But it's just for this one. I, I just I just happen to have um, the streaming available. But I think nice. I think the ones that you saw the seven, I think we have pretty good. I'm pretty sure that we might have a common ground in terms of our favorites. I have to tell you though, Tar, um, you didn't watch it, right? No. I it's probably my least favorite, and no, I didn't even finish it. <laughs> you know, that's funny. So, my brother said it's the one of the worst movies he's ever seen. <laughs> I know, because you know, like I've I've heard recently, I was listening to a podcast that um it was it was Craig Mazin and and I've learned this. So now whenever I talk about Tar you know, or any movie that I didn't particularly like for whatever reason, I always just say now, it's not for me, you know, because of right. course we want to be respectful of kind of right, everyone right. who's yeah. put in all the efforts and everything. But I mean, I think it's on Peacock. So if you have that, it might be on Hulu or something. Mm-hmm. You can check it out. <laughs> um, it's just, I mean, Kate Blanchett was was great in the first 20 minutes that I saw it. I but see. it's so hard to <laughs> for me it wasn't Oh for really? Me. I know, see. Like, I see. It's also weird because they spent like the first 5 minutes like you know how they they have their credits in the end. Yeah. You know like of everyone who's worked on the film, they did it in the beginning. Really? <laughs> so, and I was kind of like having a little bit of anxiety like oh That's my gosh. That's weird. It is weird. There so, is one movie I saw that did that too. I forgot what it was, but so I oh. think I think we can probably like agree on that one. I mean, <laughs> I want to say though, Clay Blanch- Blanchet is Blanchet is good is really good. She I really mean, she's, embat- yeah she's, yeah she's amazing. I think it's going to be a tough competition for Michelle um, for best yeah. actress between the two. I think yeah but, okay. So you said um, Tar Women Talking. All quiet on the Western Front. I think it's worth it to see. So if you get a chance on Netflix, yeah, and that's on Netflix. Yeah, no, I do. It's uh, they're all on my list. I wanted, I want to watch them all. I just, yeah, try. I tried <laughs> to get around to all of them. I know Charles <laughs> is so busy. He's actually just <laughs> finished working today, and then within two minutes, he's uh, here talking to me. On this I, <laughs> I, I will say the week I was, we had a break from Christmas to New Year's. I, I, I went to the theater every, every day, whether it was with my dad, my mom, or by myself. And I, I caught up on a lot of movies. So I did too. It's funny because, like, you know, Avatar 2, I cannot find anyone to go with me to watch the movie. So I had to go by myself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, a three hour. Three and yeah. a half movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, three, three and a half. So, so with that, with the remaining list, what's your, you know, what are your favorites so far? Like out of mm-hmm. all the movies, 
I mean, everything, ever, all at once. I think that's kind of the obvious answer for a lot. I, I, I saw a press screening of that. I, I went, I seen it like seven times now. Honestly. Seven times. Oh yes. wow! Okay. All in the theaters, and I every time I cry my eyes out. Yeah. I'm just a baby during. There's like two big scenes that I'm just always bawling. There's three though that make me cry, but there's two where I'm like, which cry. ones? Tell me. <laughs> Yeah, tell us about it. Uh, the scene with Ki- the Kiwi Kwan speech oh, yeah. when he's kind of talking about everyone right. being kind—that yes. just breaks my heart. The last scene—I don't want to spoil it—but there's an emotional last scene in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do, I do I, I agree with you on the Kiwi. Uh, uh, I think Huey. Huey. Huey with H in front. Yeah. Okay, Kiwi. But you're right though. That 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 scene was to me also the one that stood out. It's that soft moment too, right? The, the tender moment. Because there's so much visual stuff going on with the film. It's interesting too. I want to hear your your perspective on this because I've watched it twice. Mm-hmm. And you watch it seven times. Yeah. I mean, I you know, when the the first time I saw it, I definitely loved it because I'm just interested in the subject matter. You know the whole multiverse. I know it's not for everybody because it's so, it's a lot to keep up with. Right. But underneath all of that, there's really the, the the relationship story, the human story between, you know, the the family, really the mother and daughter, husband and wife. You know, even mother and her father, right? Yes. yes. Um. So there's a lot of really good kind of moments there. But I have to say this though, the second time, this might be a little bit controversial because i still <laughs> love the film yeah it's just interesting because the second time i watch it i i felt like i i liked it less than the first time it's oh. but it doesn't mean that I, i don't you know i still love it and i still want it to win yeah um all the major awards and everything it's just weird i guess it's 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 maybe I'm be- i've become a lot more i don't know critical of i see kind of what I want it to be and, you know, the answers to all the questions that I have and like questioning kind of the different scenes and so on. I see. So how, what about you? Like, did you feel like your connection to it as you watched it the second time around, the third time around, was it the same or does it, did it, did you love it even more? What was, what was the, what was it for you? For It's weird because the first time I watched it, it was a press screening within a small room. I almost like I I I loved it, but I I knew I didn't understand it completely. Like there were just concepts and ideas that I was like kind of went over my head. Yeah, but because there was, it's very uh, what's the word? Like uh, there's so much happening, right? A vi- yeah. visually stimulating, mm-hmm. mentally stimulating. So with that, I was like, okay, I need to go again just to pick up on the things I I didn't. But as I kept watching it, it was the mission was to kind of pick up on everything that I mm-hmm. missed. But I just I kept falling in love with it. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't think I can do that with every movie. There's 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 been movies that I felt just like oh, you, or yeah. like after the second time, like okay, I'm, it's kind of. I think the first time was better, and because uh, mm-hmm. there are some movies when there's like certain scenes that hit you, what that feeling you get sometimes yeah. it happens the first time. Yeah, I don't know this one. It just keep kept happening. <laughs> yeah, because I think there's so much 
there's sort of much more to it too, right? There's yes. like, you know, we're all rooting for it. I feel like from a community perspective, and Michelle Yao, I think, just deserves it. You know, the the one other scene that I like from that was it's really just a sn- snippet of like the different Michelle Yao from the different universes. Yeah. To me, it's 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 like showing really the kind of range that this actress actor has, and that makes me even root you know root yeah. for her even more that she deserves to win you know with the body of work so it's a little bit beyond the movie but i like that scene in particular yeah. aside from the ones that we talked about yeah totally. but maybe i just need to watch it seven times charles you know? <laughs> maybe maybe well, because, yeah. yeah because yeah. you're right because i think there's still a lot of other things that you know uh still open for me so maybe i just need to do it a little bit more so but yeah yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you need to watch it seven times. <laughs> I'm only maybe uh, a freak about it, only because there's like this spiritual thing uh-huh. that they're, they're talking about underneath the surface that I have been on a journey on in my own personal life. So when I saw this movie, it was like, oh, nice. It was like this mirror or yeah. this like thing where I was like connecting to on this other higher level. But that's yeah. a whole. Uh, we could talk about. Yeah. This movie all day. <laughs> no, I, I I totally agree with you though because yeah. there's a lot of subject matter yeah. that kind of touches on your philosophical views yes. of the world. I feel like I think I think that's what you're you're yeah. talking about. But you're exactly. right. I think we can dedicate an episode <laughs> entirely for everything, everywhere, all at once. We loved it. Um, but let's just say that you watch it seven times for work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, I also just love the filmmaking. Uh, I, I saw in an interview that they they were inspired by Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and that's one of my oh, favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just just that a well rounded great film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I see the connection. You're right. Yeah, the 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 similarities in a way. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the other ones. Um, yes. What else is kind of next on your list? Um, so I saw Avatar as well. And mm. yes, that, that that is a three-hour commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I did have to drag a friend to watch it because I just <laughs> felt weird watching it by myself with 3D glasses. I know. <laughs> so, but It was quite <laughs> an experience. And there was like a family. Because I think I forgot when it came out in theaters. But when I watched it, it was already weeks after uh, it's been out. So I thought there wasn't going to be anybody in the theater anymore. And there's like a family over there with like kids. And they have they saw this dude like watching alone, which was me. <laughs> and I was kind of like <laughs> trying to cover myself. It was quite an experience <laughs> so, <laughs> for Avatar 2. But what do you think of the movie? I mean, that whole thing of like putting on these glasses and entering this world. It it is a pretty amazing world to enter into for for yeah. that three hours. Honestly, like it was such an escape. Mm-hmm. I actually really love this water world that they went into. This yeah. one, right? Uh, they met the the water version of them because mm-hmm. they're like the forest family version, right? Yep. Um, I love that whole water world. I love the story with the the whale, the, mm-hmm. the like that Me one too. lone whale that connects with the sun. Yeah, I, 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 you know, for all the controversy surrounding James Cameron and how he 
might have ripped off his stories from Dances with Wolves or mm-hmm. whatever. He is pretty damn good at like putting on an adventure like from start to finish like and yeah. maybe not the best like dialogue writer but for me he knows how to tell a story like i was rooting for the kid and the girl mm-hmm. who can make the she was making like the fireflies I, oh yeah was, that was, was amazing right i yeah. don't know i agree with you i think i mean you're right though i think if you think of it in terms of how he was able to build this kind of universe right i mean it takes a genius to really yeah you know do that um i will give him that yes that commitment that drive how many years has he been making this i have no idea i mean (laughs) just just the avatar or movies as a whole so the first one came out 2009 right and after this there's going to be another one i think well avatar three or maybe more filmed the three sequels I believe I believe he filmed three the three movies already, and that was the reason oh, okay. he, we waited so long because he wanted them to be filmed back to back to back. And I think we're going to be getting the next two fairly soon. Yeah, is what I've heard. So, gotcha. Okay, yeah. no, I think we 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 talked about the the pros, you know, the good things about it, right? The 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 brilliant world building. Um, what else? Like, of course, the the c- cinematic experience. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it in the theater, actually, because I don't think I would have had the same experience watching it at home. Um, and then just a solid story about family and, yeah, you know, the relationships as well. So Avatar 2. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good. Um, what else? Any other thoughts on that, on that film? On Avatar? Um, I... Uh... I mean, so between the know. first one yeah. and the second one, was there, was it, because to me, it's so, it's, it's so long ago that I can't even remember what this, the plot was. You know the what, first that, one. that I will say, I also forgot and I didn't watch the first one before the second one again. Yeah. Um, I almost was like, forgot what happened to Sigourney Weaver. So I wasn't, yeah. I was kind of confused with some of it too. Gotcha. But, Okay. Um, but after a while, I just was like, okay, that's right. Uh, Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana. Um, it was great. I mean, I, I heard that the, the two sequels are going to focus on the kids. And I, mm. I thought the kids were more entertaining in the sequel anyway. So I was like, okay, I think that's good. Because, yeah, they were, they were good. I love the girl, like yeah. the Sigourney Weaver character, like the girl. And then the two guys, the two brothers. That was heartfelt mm-hmm. and then the little little kid tube is it this oh the tube yeah yep. <laughs> yeah so I, it was cute you know and I, I'll, I'll 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 be there to watch the next two the next I'm two in. yeah, yeah. <laughs> M- me too me too hopefully that i can find somebody to watch it with <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it with you <laughs> watch it? all right sounds good charles sounds good no but you're i i you know i do like the the sea you know like the water adventure element to it too there's just something about it that's kind of i don't know reminds me of being at water world or something you know, like a <laughs> you yeah know, like going Actually, to a theme funny. park right it was funny i i was i had like flashbacks to titanic when i was watching some of it <laughs> like when they were under the boat like trying to get yeah. out i was like hey titanic oh, <laughs> right that might be a homage to to that maybe yeah 
So Avatar 2, James Cameron, um, great film. Um, so let's move on to what's next on your list. Uh, Want to talk about? How about the Banshees of Inishiran? Yeah, let's talk about it. What, what do are you your think thoughts? Of it? Uh, my thoughts or your thoughts? Your my, thoughts. You want, yeah, you want you me start. to start? Yeah. Honestly, I was pleasantly surprised with it. Um, I had no idea what I was going to expect when I watched it, but it turned out really being such a delight to me i feel like because like the subject matter you know it's hard to get into i feel like right mm-hmm. like you re- i feel like you have to be focused and really concentrated to 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 understand the, the story but in the end i mean fundamentally it feels like uh at the, at the core of it is really this beautiful friendship right that had its moments of questioning when one of the characters Decides he's done with um, his other friend, and then there's like yeah. sheep. You know, like was it was it that sheep? No, Jenny, the donkey. The donkey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think for me, I love like my biggest takeaway there was like Colin Farrell was actually pretty good. Yeah, you know, like oh yeah, yeah. What about you? What do you what do you think of it? I I loved it. I I also came in thinking like I don't know what this movie's really about. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I see how it looks so. I'll see how it goes because you know sometimes when I see a trailer that looks like this, it's like filmed on a countryside. It's mm. it's like in the olden days. I I I sometimes wonder if like I'm gonna like it or get bored. Yeah. But when I from the first five minutes, I was in. It was so simple. It was like yeah, this story is about a story. It's like a story that you don't hear about enough, and just the tale of friendship, like. There's mm-hmm. not enough friendship movies, I, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many romance, love stories, family stories, but friendship is such a, it's a crazy thing if you think about it, because like, and obviously what they, they, they do in this movie, I won't spoil it, mm-hmm. but uh, Brendan Gleeson's character, what he does, right, uh, kind of crazy, uh, but I thought of it as more of like a poetic metaphor. Like he does something violent. But I I thought because, we, you know, when we talk about like each other in, in love mm-hmm. and friendship, we, we say stuff like, oh, I'll give you uh, my I'll uh, I'll do anything for for you. I'll, I'll give you my hand like my like. And I felt like this movie was telling you us that like you you sometimes would do anything for friendship and mm-hmm. when you lose a friendship it can be as devastating and heartbreaking mm-hmm. to someone else like yeah. Colin Farrell I, I felt like so sad for him because oh this gosh. guy he just wanted his friend and <laughs> yeah can... and, and yeah right what do you think I, like, I definitely I mean you know just hearing you talk about it I can definitely relate <laughs> relate i mean I'll, I'll i'll talk to you offline about that but but you're right though your comment about like we don't see a lot of movies about friendship and especially in this particular i guess format slash genre right the way it's just being presented in a i don't know almost like a dark comedy type yeah yeah um, feel because it's different when you're watching something like like outlander or something like that right like if if you know that that's the kind of show that you're going to watch, I feel like you have to brace yourself for it, for what to expect. And sometimes it could take a lot. So that's my initial thought uh, before watching this. And then you're right. 
once you start really getting into it and watching it, it's it's just really a simple story about and a beautiful story. Not not simple, not not simplistic, but the the core element of the story is about this friendship, the beautiful friendship. And also, when I started to think about the movie afterward, it was like when someone decides I don't want to be your friend, the mm-hmm. ripple effect that can have, like all of a sudden. Colin Farrell had no purpose. Mm-hmm. He started doing things that he would have never done. He went yeah. the opposite way. He got violent. It, like, it's crazy if you think about it. Like, sometimes someone really can affect you that that way. And on the flip side, for Brendan Gleeson, he had one like annoyance about Colin Farrell. <laughs> he his his whole thing was about like we're just gonna die. Yeah. I might as well do something meaningful with my life. So I'm going to play music like mm-hmm. those two things, I think, is why this movie is getting so much attention and love, because that they're like these concepts that we don't. Yeah. I think in movies hear about or, or talk about enough, like the concept of your legacy that you leave behind mm-hmm. and friendship. And I think that's why this movie does it so beautifully to. Yeah. tackle those two subjects and, and put it all in this like beautiful countryside uh type of setting so yeah and i think on the for the friendship thing too i feel like sometimes we you know we know that those scenarios happen that we get affected by um a failure of a friendship but it doesn't really get i don't know like explored as much or maybe in real life we don't even pay attention to it as much not realizing how much it could affect us really because it's true we you know we maybe people think that only young people feel that way about the fallout of a friendship but it can affect us you know across our lives at all at any point in our lives um especially with these two characters you know one of them is much older but i thought it was just you know i thought colin farrell was like really charming there's this charming about his performance you know it was so likable and it's gonna be a tough i don't know what you feel about i know i'm I'm pivoting into the best actor category um because you know we got austin butler colin farrell and then brendan fraser i think i mean yeah bill nye is is also there and then Paul Mescal. Mescal, yeah. But uh really quickly, which one which one do you think is the best who would win or you want to win? The actor? For the well, actor. I I also have not seen The Whale yet. Okay. <laughs> um that's going to be tough because I he's been winning all the other awards yep. if we're talking about like the stats. But mm-hmm. if I'm just going off of the ones I've seen. I saw Paul, Mes- Paul Mescal in Afterson. That was a beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I feel like Paul is just like the it, you know, Hollywood guy nowadays. I feel like he's you know, good. I mean, right? he's very good. Um, but I think, I I think Austin Butler for me, just because he really transformed into Elvis. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. perfect segue, so we can talk about Elvis. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's a good start. Uh, with Austin Butler's performance, which was phenomenal. Yes. Um, and what, what's your what other thoughts do you have uh, of oh, oh, uh, Elvis? Mm-hmm. So I'm like I might not be the biggest Bad Lerman fan, but I do love like I love Romeo and Juliet. 
Mm. Um, I mean, I, I know people who like love Baz Luhrmann. Um, yeah. I can appreciate it now though, because like he does have whoever his editor is, or there's something very, there's a way that the a Baz Luhrmann film is cut, and I can appreciate Elvis for for it being very flashy and quick and mm-hmm. like um so it was very entertaining it kept me on my toes and you know that that was elvis he was yeah. the flashy guy who came on the scene and and blew everyone away right um mm-hmm. so it was for me it was a good like biography pick because i there were some of those things i did not know about his life i had no idea about his manager who like really took him over um yeah. So it was good to see the whole, the, the lifespan. For me, every time I watch a biopic, though, my favorite part of any biopic is is when they are nothing and they mm-hmm. become, like, they're, like, when they first get their first taste of stardom. Right. So that, to me, was my favorite part. And, yeah. and then when, when, when a biopic goes to, like, the downfall, they're older, whether it's drugs, overdose, or I, I always, like, maybe not, I'm not as interested, but it's it's how they became who they were. Yeah, so I thought that the beginning for for Elvis for me was like my favorite part of the film. It's sure. interesting when you said that because I it, when I look back, I kind of you know I felt the same way, and I guess I guess it's it's partly because it's the part of his life that maybe resonated with me a lot more in terms of that quest for yeah. something right like we all wanted something in our lives and we all have our dreams and it made me feel good to see someone actually able to do that and therefore that could be a ref- i don't know uh a motivation for me to also believe in me and and somehow think that that could happen So maybe that relatability. I don't know if if that's mm-hmm. that's the case, <laughs> but you're right though because when you see the downfall side, I kind of feel like that's your classic. How I mean, it's very tragic, right? right? Like yeah. what what happens to people. Um, but I think there's there's part of it that's been pushed to us by what we've seen in Hollywood too that um, affected uh, my response to it. I feel like, but, right. How do you feel? Yeah, about it? yeah. go ahead, Charles. Oh no, um, yeah. Uh, I, I would when you were saying that, I was just thinking of like the stuff that we see a lot in these biopics. Like, uh, he's a womanizer. He's 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 taking mm-hmm. pills and he's gaining weight. Um, I feel like that is kind of a common thing with the the really big celebrities, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was interesting the whole thing about him being like trapped in Vegas because mm-hmm. of his contract and the way that his uh manager really took he really had he was like Elvis was in his claws right like he really he couldn't do anything that he wanted to that was it was sad to see that um yeah and you're right there's that's another piece that I also didn't know about before it was also very interesting that Um, it was was it like from his POV also the story? Like, yeah, right? yeah, right. Uh, like with his voiceover, Tom Hanks. Um, yeah. So I thought that was I. Uh, I know when I when I was reading about it, th- there was a lot of comments about that in terms of whether they agreed with it. 
um, to to be done that way. But um, I mean, for me, I think it's, it it works because it's another side that we haven't seen um, from Elvis. And you're right, and, and also the Baz Luhrmann um, comment you have. I mean, he has such a very distinct style, yeah. right? So it's it's either you really you love it or it's not for you as well. Yeah. But <laughs> I do I did love Romeo and Juliet as well. I I think I I like some of his good you know like the popular ones like Moulin Rouge, um, The Great, the Great Gatsby. Gatsby, yeah. But it's very distinct, very kind of that's his signature, right? Um, but it can be over the top and flashy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's entertaining and visually stimulating, but it can be too much. It can be, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's Elvis. So we are thinking Austin Butler is great. So it's going to be a tough competition for the best actor. Um, what else have we not talked about? Um, there is the Fableman. well, the Fableman. We talked about it. Your Steven Spielberg was he <laughs> was he your favorite director? Like growing up, Charles. You know what? Um, I, I was thinking about this, like even after I interviewed him, he's not like my favorite. Where I tell people I love Steven Spielberg, but if you really sit down and think about the movies that Steven Spielberg has made, those films really are like these big Hollywood movies. Yeah. Like, if you're a fan of movies, how you there's no way you have not seen a seen a Steven Spielberg fan, uh, seen a Steven Spielberg film, like. E.T. was like my childhood, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know how many times I've seen E.T. <laughs> not, not be, It's not like me playing it on... It was always just playing, whether it's on like TNT or at a party. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was just one of those movies that was like part of your childhood. Yeah. And you know, obviously Jaws was a big deal, Jurassic Park. Like, such iconic movies. So like to think about him... He's definitely up there as one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Maybe not my favorite, but what a uh, just the epitome of like a director, right? Is Steven Spielberg? Yeah, and I mean for for what he's done, like you know, through his lifetime. I mean, I don't know if there is a conspiracy theory, but this is my own conspiracy theory about Steven Spielberg. I always make a joke, like you know, with just friends talking. Like I always th- think that. Steven Spielberg is not from this planet. That he's from the future. He knows everything. And that's why he's able to um kind of have this all this knowledge about, yeah. about everything else. Of course, that's I'm not being serious. It's a joke, but you know, it's, <laughs> but you know, that that's just uh, my admiration for what he is able to do with all the example of the movies that you've you've mentioned as well. And, and um, recently, before I watched The Fablemans, uh, my friend had told me that there's a Steven Spielberg documentary on um, HBO Max, I think. I watched it, and it was just amazing to see his real how his life went from him beginning mm-hmm. to him now. And it, when I watched The Fablemans, I was like, this is kind of like the documentary, but in yep. cinematic form. He really does tap into his real life for everything in there and it's really the Steven Spielberg story but the documentary is just as good okay. um, but I, when I watched The Fablemans it was almost like I was watching it's like I already knew all the stuff that was going to happen because I watched the documentary got um, I've got to check that out and yeah and I think cause this is you know and you probably know, might know this 
better, Charles. Like in other, in all his other previous movies, this is like the one that's so personal to him, right? That's really more about a slice of his life, right? Like seeing about his uh, family and how he grew up and, um, you know, all the, all the troubles they had too, like with his parents divor- divorcing and all that. So I thought it was really interesting to see that aspect as well. And I I don't know how you feel about, for me, when I was thinking about all these movies, um, I kind of feel like the, the Fablemans is the one that, I don't know if it's going to make sense, but it has the, the, it seemed to me like the most holistic um, out, out of all. I don't know if that makes sense, but. What do you mean? Yeah. So I guess what I mean by that is if I were, to put to have like a lot of criteria in the tick box of of what a best picture must have right and it's not like a niche niched niched you know like it's not like a war movie you know that, for me if it's like a war movie that's kind of like yeah it's great cinematic but it's like niche it's niche right. right and then if it's like what was the other example like avatar is like i don't know partly animation it's it's not it's not holistic in a sense that it's not about like the core human story. Um so I guess what I'm saying is is actually one of my favorites out of all the movies nominated. Ah. And maybe it could if the rules were different I feel like it could win. Um but things are different, you know. But the, right. you know there's a lot more momentum on the on on the other things. Maybe I, I maybe I rambled but it's just something about it that kind of, you know, conveys like a like a best picture holistic movie about um, a core human story that's, yeah. you know, contemporary and that's not like, you know, it doesn't have all these magic elements that you need in a movie to make it marvelous and wonderful. Like I see. the big war or the animation. Yeah, you know it's 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 that maybe there's That's a better true. way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, if you break it down, it's a pretty simple movie. It's just a fi- about a mo- a family and this boy who is dealing with the divorce of his parents, I guess. Uh, and, yeah, and following his dream, right? Yes, and um, I think that's it. The, the message about following a dream is the one that kind of resonates with me so much, especially with the little. I mean, it, it's wrapped around the whole love for filmmaking too. Right, yep. um, you know, because we've seen movies like that, like <laughs> about about filmmaking, and you know, like La La Land and, and all the others. So yeah. I don't know if that's if that's a thing, um, but I, I just simply differentiate it from like All Quiet on the Western Front, which I thought was a contender as well. But then to me, there's a box that you have to check. Oh, it's it's a war movie, but it's an anti-war movie. Um, and then if you look at Avatar, it's like, oh, there's something about it too that kind of, you know, boxes it into its its uh, its um, genre. Right, right. Whereas The Fablemans is like, it's a movie. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm a Harry Styles talking about <laughs> the best part of the movie is the movie. Oh. <laughs> it feels like a movie. That's like part a movie. Of it. <laughs> Yeah, did that make sense? Anyway. No, I, I, I do. I, I do. I do know what you mean. Um, yeah, it, it, I'm 
thinking of it as compared to the other films, the ones that I have seen. It, I think, yeah, for me, it just feels like this love letter. It feels like a personal story. It almost doesn't like need to fit into this like, oh, we're going to go with this like drama or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's like this just... It's just interesting how how Tony Kushner, the writer, turned yeah. Steven Spielberg's biography into like a story that has like a start, middle, right. and end. Um, yeah, you know, it, that, it, yeah. I was just gonna say too, like because the 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 thing about the different movies, right? There's always this fundamental theme of what it's about, right? Like, is it about the family? Is it about friendship? You know, with Avatar, we said it's also about family. But then what's different about The Fablemans is it doesn't have that layer of, you know, the animation or whatever whatever that layer is um, that that you overlay with the fundamental story. With The Fableman, it's the fundamental story and it's contemporary that relates to you in your real life that makes it also powerful or even more powerful, I think. Yeah. So I guess that's what I was saying, maybe. <laughs> and, you know, if you compare it to all his other movies, it's the same thing. I think of all the Steven Spielberg's movies, this is the most simple one, right? Mm. Every, everything else is like big dinosaurs, yeah. big shark, uh, you know, yeah. in the future. And this one's just boy yeah. with his camera, with, yeah. his, with his parents and family. So, yeah. I think that's probably it why I loved it so much is because of the simplicity of well it's simple i i want the, i don't want to say simplicity because it's like you know it's not simplistic but um you know but it, it doesn't have all these other layers of um the cinematic experience right um, right it and, adds you know and that's a nice you know i mean i don't know what steven spielberg's doing next or if he's still going to continue but if he left making movies with this one it'd be a nice way to go out right it's true yeah that's kind of like you know a good um highlight or or kind of like the pinnacle of kind of his yeah. career with opening up us a, a, a bit about him yeah that's good it's very poetic yes um, poetic that's a good word yeah yeah so we all i mean i love it i love it i love steven spielberg so i'm not like a i wouldn't claim to be like you know like a big, the biggest fan or something, but you know, I think we appreciate kind of what he does, what totally, he's done. Totally. All right. Um. So the Fableman. So that leads us to the next one, I guess, is Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yes. Uh, the blockbuster film that made it into the awards contention, you know, list. Tom Cruise reprising his role. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I, you know what, my number one comment for this film, I loved it, mm -hmm. but it was just I was like, man, Tom Cruise still has really good hair. <laughs> when he was when he was driving on the motorcycle, yeah. his hair in the wind was like, man, how does Tom Cruise <laughs> do that? Like he had like really cool wind blowing hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> <And> That's. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but there's so many like 
I know you have a favorite scene because you. Oh. On your Instagram, you have a. Right. I'm sure you you have a, a scene that you. That love is my favorite lot. scene. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a good scene. Uh, that, that's. I mean, you know, that's the that's part of the appeal. But you know, of course, there's there's a lot more. Yes. to the movie right <laughs> like <laughs> but it, it didn't hurt that there's that beach scene is it the beach <laughs> beach scene right <laughs> beach volleyball the right beach volleyball scene yeah that's oh, wait yeah. wait was wait. it volleyball or football 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 okay yeah oh like, you know what i think the first one had a volleyball scene. yeah it was the volleyball for the that's first one. right yeah okay. this one is a football but you know yeah <laughs> i mean sure like you know shirtless men <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> Well, you know, well, I guess, I mean, I wasn't looking at Tom. <laughs> he, although he was all right, right? Like, you know, um, I mean, like, yeah. he's just a big personality with, with so much about him as as a person too, right? right? Like, I think that's probably, I mean, the one thing about it that kind of like, I don't know, that, that has a little bit of a, I don't want to say negativity to it, but it's just the whole persona of of Tom Cruise with everything that you know has been in terms of controversies and all that and his image. But right. you know, if it's just a movie itself, I actually loved it too because you know it, it was a a very cinematic um, experience too. You know, like yeah, it's just it just reminds you of um, the beauty of filmmaking, like. Like, like when I was watching that, I really kept reminding myself, you know what? This is not real life. That they were like showing this simulation of them in the air and like all that. And it's all the magic of Hollywood. So I think it's 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 reminding it has reminded me of you know why I appreciate movies. Um right. you know, but watching this. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting movie because you know, in a lot of movies that are like high adventure, high action, like you see the bad guys, you even get to hear the bad guys talking, mm-hmm. you hear their plans, the good guys' plans, and there's a war at the end, like Star Wars or whatever. This movie kind of had like a strange villain. Like, yeah, they were talking about this mission. It was like right. the mission was. Like the mountain was maybe the, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there were like these uh, spies, but you almost like you never saw their no. faces. But I guess it almost like didn't matter that you don't really get to know the villains. The story was about Tom coming back into something where he's like now the older guy, and mm-hmm. and then the whole like it almost was like this a man uh, resurrecting his like old career. I guess mm-hmm. was really what this movie was about. Would you say? Yeah, no, I definitely agree, and and I'm really curious to hear because sometimes they have the behind the scenes kind of interviews. I I am curious what they what the the factors were, you know, when they were writing about the villain because I had the same thought that they didn't name where this place was. Yeah, and I I don't know if it was for a political reason that they don't want to, uh-huh. you know, paint a certain country right. in a bad light. So I don't know if that's that's a factor or that's a good right? yeah that's interesting like yeah because if it was like oh we're gonna go to Iraq then it's like oh you yeah man, like Iraq's always just gonna be the bad guy in movies or whatever. right or for like example some, right yeah or yeah. the Russians I don't know <laughs> yeah 
So you're right. I think I think it, for me, I feel like it it worked actually because yeah. it 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 made it not about that. Like, oh, it's right. not about the war with you know yeah. Iraq or like Russia or something, and it becomes really more centered in in this this man's journey of going back. Um, and also, I guess the relationship he had with the son of um, was it Hangman Goose, like, yeah, Goose, Goose, Goose yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think to me, I felt it worked that way. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's interesting you said that. But that was a thought. Like, hmm, I was trying to figure out where that was. Right. So based yeah. on the terrain, like where does it look? Was it what does it look like? But yeah, I'd be um, curious to see what you know what they talk about. You know, and you know, no spoilers, but. There's a the way the thing that happens in the end, like how one of the other pilots like comes back into it was a great (laughs) like oh that was so cool right yeah the the ending the Top Gun is is very rewarding right Um, it's like this this dudes need to be at the part of the Avengers or something yeah 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 but no that was good and. I think one of the comments I heard was like, "Oh, this is like a a different version of like a, a love." Like I don't want to say the word chick flick anymore because I think people don't like that term anymore. Uh, but you know, they were saying that it had the the elements or of that too. You know, like it's kind of like I don't know. Did you see that? Did you see that it's like a romance? Um, I mean, the whole Jennifer Connelly, Tom Cruise. I uh, they just look good. I I mean, I was. I would have loved. Yeah, it was nice to see them re, uh, get back into it. And <laughs> Jennifer Connelly is just one of the most like beautiful actresses in this in Hollywood. She had like the yeah. eyes with the smile. She so, is. She's a great. It was a good. Yeah, it was a good match for Tom Cruise, right? Good chemistry for sure. Yeah. And we have like a Filipino American in that movie, right? Manny Jacinto. Well, but <laughs> tell me a little. A little controversial is. Ooh. He 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 uh, was in the movie, but he got cut from the final cut. He's not oh. in it. So really, I believe you could like see him for like a split second oh. in, the, in the in the beach scene, but like you don't. He didn't have really... any. Yeah, I don't. I think I remember seeing his face, but I don't remember if he has a line or something. No, yeah, his lines got cut or whatever. Oh, okay. So. Oh wow. But, you know, I did not know that. It happens, I guess. Yeah, it does. Um, but I, you know, he's a good actor, so we yeah we wish him. You know, we want to see him more in other. Yeah. Well, speaking of Filipino, oh, um, nice segue, <laughs> nice segue, because I think that's one we haven't talked about yet. I have to tell you honestly, like I think I told you like my favorites, and and maybe you've hinted on your favorites. You know, I'll, I'll have to ask you mm. what your like. You know, out of. All of the fishers. Once, once we all go through kind of the deep dive of what we're doing right now, what what's your absolute favorites? You know, who do you think will win? Who do you think? Who do you want to win? Which one? Which picture do you want to win? Um, so, do you want to do that, or you want to talk about triangle first? Uh, well, I, I guess we should just go and talk about go triangle. Into, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> the, the reason why I asked that is because honestly. I have to say that probably Triangle of Sadness is my favorite out of all. Okay. You know, like I love, like I mentioned, you know, the Fablemans. I think there's just something about, to me, it's mesmerizing, you know, and I've watched it a few times. And yeah. it's the, the, the difference with this one is 
I've watched it, you know, the second time, I I love it even more the next few times I've watched it. I don't know. I guess it's like, to me, it's funnier. Like, the scenes became funnier to me in the right. second the second time around. Like, how many times have you watched it, Charles? Three. I saw three. Seconds three times, yeah. Okay. So what was your takeaway as you move on to the next iteration of your watching it? You know, I, I, I am going to agree with you because when I first watched it, it was a press screening and I was just taking it all in. Yeah. And I almost like did it. I, I, when, I, when I watch a press screening, it's like you're in a tiny room with press people and it's almost like you're not having the full theater experience because you're just there because you know you have to like write about the film so you have you're <laughs> kind of like watching it critically yeah and when i first watched it i almost like every, the room was so quiet that i didn't know if a scene was funny or not mm-hmm. like but i watched it i don't remember if it was the second time or the third time but i remember the audience really made a difference because i oh. i forget if it was the second or third but when people were laughing yeah. at certain scenes, I was like, yo, that's right. This <laughs> like, movie is a comedy. Even from the beginning, like, you know, yeah. like the, when I rewatched it, like the opening scene of like the male models. The Balenciaga. The, 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 comment, <laughs> the commentaries. Like, yeah. And it's, it's hard to pick up all of those things, you know, the first time, right? Because yes. you're trying to, I mean, for me, at least I'm trying to figure out what that scene is about. Right. And and trying to capture kind of important pieces, but then the second or third time, and I think I've just watched it three times. <laughs> so the second and yeah. third time, you have I have an idea of what that is, and then I've appreciated kind of how funny that scene was, even more. So yes. I, I love I loved it, and I think you know um, I like how you know he constructed kind of the the is it like a three act structure yeah um yeah just three kind of like almost separate pieces but they're all tied together right yeah yeah i feel i was i was thinking you know what i want to write you know that something like that that you know like like act one you know about the the couple yaya and carl oh my god uh right r.i.p r.i.p to charlie oh my gosh it's so sad yeah oh good yeah but she was amazing in it and but like you know on that first act because i think there was just a few scenes really like it was a continuous um you know set of events right when they're at the restaurant and then they move on to the taxi and then they're at the apartment i mean that like that's amazing like it's very simple a flow yes. of events but then the dialogue and the writing was so good the writing yeah. was amazing and i don't know there's just so much i feel like the, we're talking about superficial stuff about the beauty as a, a currency yeah then there's so much depth to it like yeah like the, some of the lines i don't remember if i have some of the lines but um oh like when yaya said when she finally admitted that she was so good at being manipulative. Yeah. You know, because like, wow, like, yeah, like that to me that that's like um it, it got to a different place. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it's so interesting because like you know, the writer, director Ruben, um mm-hmm. he I, I I read in the interview and and I was also thinking about this before I read this in the interview, but he said that he wanted to have this theme that be, like you said beauty is currency but also 
he wanted to show this dynamic that happens in the fashion world where uh, the men don't make as much as the women. Mm -hmm. So there's like a there's hierarchy. Like that, yeah, hierarchy. And that's interesting um, because here's two people who are both models, but the woman's making more. But then there's the whole gender thing role of yeah. like, Oh, you're the male, so you have to Who's pay. paying the bill. So that whole thing was very interesting. And how much of that happens in real life that sometimes we don't talk about because it's awkward and it's cringy, right? Like them, like us watching their conversation at the restaurant. Like, oh my god, that's like embarrassing. You would avoid to be in that situation at all costs, and yet right. here we are, really kind of watching what what could happen. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, I, I I loved it. So I think I've I have really appreciated it. You know, the next few times I watch it. So and that's just Act One. I mean, like now, yeah. and then he's talking about in Act Three. It's a whole different, yes, switching of roles. We're talking Correct. about now, like where the now now that money is not in the picture. It's like mm -hmm. who is going to go on top is the ones who can yeah. fish or who can make a fire right it's like wow right. like so he the, the fact that he has all these themes and twisting uh -huh. it on his head um for this movie it was very it was it was amazing one of my favorite films of the year for sure same here same here then you, you know you're right like the the arc the arc of it was just so beautifully done right like you know the the third act was like Wow, like it's a kind of like a, I don't know, like a roller coaster ride that you know is already kind of crazy, and then you hit like the, the the highest peak, like you know the craziest part in the end, right. and then the whole concept of like class and hierarchy that's explored, you know, throughout the three acts as well, and how things change. I don't know. It's it's like. I don't know if it was um, conscious on his. I mean, I'm sure it was, but it, it it almost feels like there's symmetry in a way, and there's like balance that in the beginning you see this environment in which the hierarchy looks like this, and then something happens in between, and then you see the complete opposite of that that balances that hierarchy, and and there's something, I guess, the symmetry of it is con conveyed in the story yeah um i don't know to me that was beautiful beautifully done For sure. so. yeah i mean i guess some maybe that's his triangle or something yeah <laughs> i i have i mean i'm not familiar with his other works before but i have become a fan and i want to see what else he's doing you know Same. next time yeah i think yeah. he just you know has a unique perspective so definitely, definitely. So then with that said, um, Charles, so you know, we talked about all the different films. I mean, ex you know, with the exception of um Tar, which which we mentioned yeah. briefly, we've been talking. <laughs> all Quiet on the Western Front. I thought it was a good movie too. Um, in fact, in my opinion, for me, that the three that I think would be in the contention, in my opinion, are like all quiet, everything everywhere. And the Fablemans. Based on what I feel the voting body would root for, 
Yeah. But personally, in terms of my favorite, it's Triangle of Sadness. You know, like oh, okay. Just because you know it kind of matches my sensibilities, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but what about you? What do you think? So, what are your favorites personally? Um, which ones do you think will win based on the voting body standards? And which right. ones do you think you want to win? I, I, I mean, my favorite is obviously everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I just watching going off of the other award shows i feel like it's gonna win that's the number one contender mm-hmm. i think that's the one to beat i don't i guess the only thing that can maybe beat it honestly i i, I don't think enough people were ta- are talking about triangle of sadness so i don't think no it, although i i agree with you it's such an, a brilliant film i don't think there's enough like steam behind it uh, whether it's them promoting it to to win or it being in enough theaters. I don't think a lot of people really watched it. Yeah. Um, but I think the only thing that can maybe come close is the Banshees of Inishirin. Banshees. Okay. I've been, I think they have been pushing it and they have been winning like the writing award. I think Colin Farrell also won, right? A golden globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, and he also, yeah, he won for best screenplay. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be the contender to everything everywhere, but I think everything everywhere will still get it because there's just so much hype and also like love around it. I feel like everyone wants to see Michelle Yeoh in. Yeah. The Daniels are just like these two guys that are like <laughs> everyone is like in love with now. Yeah. Everyone loves Kiwi Kwan. I, I, I feel like the there's so much um yeah. They're, they're, they've they've snowballed into this mm-hmm. Oscars moment, I think, um, and, and it's going to happen. Is my guess? I think so. I think uh, most likely to win is everything, everywhere, yeah. all all at once because I, of yeah. yeah of what and you I said. Wanted to win, so. <laughs> I wanted it to win. Yeah, I think. I mean, the the threat that I think could could be a dark horse. To me, is is actually all quiet on the Western Front. So we shall see, I guess, in in a week's time. So, yeah. but um, you know, just really quickly, um, let's you know, outside of the Best Picture race, any other comments in terms of who you want to see winning next week for picture for the, or uh for the actors, actress, supporting, um. I so I have a pickle with acting in a supporting role. Uh, we didn't really talk about him much, but Barry Keegan in the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh he's yeah, like the, the, his performance was just so good. Okay, I just felt like he lost himself in that character, and and I think when you see that in a performance, it's really like I, I always feel like, oh man, they deserve an Oscar. Yeah. Um, the thing yeah. with Kiwi Kwan is like, I love that performance. I love him. I think everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. But I think if we're talking about someone who like really transformed themselves or, or became this other, did this acting performance that was like, yeah. I, I think it's Barry Keegan from the Banshee. Yeah. I mean, he's really good. And I think the, the, the other thing that I have is would the Oscars actually give it, give all their major acting awards to one movie? Or right. would they diversify it? Like I don't know mm. if there's a case before in which they snagged all the acting awards. Oh. Because I mean, you know, we have Michelle Yao, 
Jamie Lee Curtis and Kiway Kwan yeah. that are really strong contenders, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, for Michelle, I think the the her biggest competitor is Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kiway Kwan, um, you know Barry because he's won. He's also won the SAG, didn't he? Or oh, no? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No. Honestly. Okay. No, I think Kiway won. Oh, Kiwi won. Too. Okay. Yeah. I thought there was something that he won recently. Maybe. I don't know. I, I just, I'm going off of just performance alone. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what the history has the been. History. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I, I, you know, Michelle Williams and the Fablemans was good, but I don't think she's going to win. Um, right. I think, yeah, I guess it is between Kate Blanchett and Michelle. And the supporting role for female, yeah, there's Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis, Stephanie Shu. I guess Angela Bassett might be the one. True. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like, well, I guess, you know, this is the fun part, right? You know, like talking about it and then thinking about, you know, comparing kind of our predictions. So um, we'll mean, find out. Yeah. <laughs> she was good in Wakanda, though. She she was she was really good. You know, that I haven't seen. So I will ah, have I will have okay. to see that. <laughs> but I do like her. I do like her. And I think yeah. it will be great if she wins. Um, there's so much, so many good stuff. I think the good thing is it's a good testament of the quality of the movies that we're seeing. And you know, it's always fun to talk about movies. Yeah. And this will be fun. So where will you be, Charles? Um at the Oscar. Good question. Uh, I'm so I, you know, my uh, my film Velvet Sky got into a the uh, uh, the Disorient Film Festival, so I'm I'm gonna be in Eugene, Oregon next weekend. So I might. Oh, congrats! I think I'm flying back to LA during that time, but I might just try to stay just so I could watch the Oscars. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good plan. Yeah, I mean, enjoy, enjoy, and so I think you know this has been a, a great. I mean, we can talk. After I finish the recording, Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do want to just thank you for your time and sharing um, your thoughts on the Oscars. Can't wait to find out who the winners are going to be next week. And so thanks, Charles. And thanks to all our listeners. 